So a couple of years ago, I was covering some high school basketball, and I noticed this this uh, young man at one of the local high schools, at Eagle High School, who I could tell had the potential to play at the next level, but because of the rotation and everything at this high school, he didn't see the floor a lot. Uh, this is a very talented school. Eagle was very talented that year. But I watched his journey over the next couple of years after high school was over, and now he's playing junior college basketball and doing very well as he just received, you know, his, he was awarded a scholarship for, you know, this season and he's now playing and doing very, very well. And, and it's, it's crazy to see the journey from someone who worked his way through and never gave up. And today he's going to be sharing more about that journey. The, the work that he put in behind the scenes, every off season, the work that was being put in, put in, put in, you know, believing in himself, taking advantage of the opportunities that are given to him, the importance of putting in extra work and the compound effect that that has and going through adversity, even at the college level, going through adversity, but still pushing and pushing and pushing. And we'll also learn about his mentors and some of the coaches and the inspirational figures in his life. This is a really, really cool opportunity for us to have some inspiration as we get kicked off into the new year. 2024 is about to be amazing. And I'm beyond grateful to be able to start the show off this year with this particular interview. So get ready. It's 2024, and this is the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. Welcome to 2024, first episode of the year as we get into year number eight of the podcast. We have now completed seven years of this show, and at the time of this recording, we are now in 182 countries, all 50 states, and that is in large part to the audience and the village and the guests and everything that's that's come together. I say a village because it takes a village to grow this. It's all been organic growth, and I'm grateful for all that. So as you guys heard in the introduction, super exciting opportunity today to chat with um, an, an individual who I met through the local high school sports scene here in Idaho. But if you're not from Idaho, it doesn't matter. I want you to hear his story and pay attention, take some notes, because it's going to be one that you will want to hear. A lot of parents should probably listen to this. Um, a lot of athletes should probably listen to this just to see, you know, the journey that he's been on. And joining us today is Caden Johnson. Caden, thanks for joining the show, man. No, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm very excited to be on the show. Heck yeah, brother. Heck yeah. So tell the listeners, where are you currently residing and, and playing ball at right now? Right now, I'm in Pendleton, Oregon, playing at a Blue Mountain Community College over here in the NWAC. Pendleton, Oregon, in the NWAC. It's a junior college up in uh, in the in in Oregon. The one thing that's funny about that, Caden, is uh, Pendleton. Before I even knew that there was a community college there, honestly, like I knew what the NWAC was all through my high school too, like because I almost I almost played at Columbia Basin in the Tri Cities. Um, Pendleton, I always just knew for Wild Horse, Wild Horse Casino, dude. That was like one of my first casinos I ever went to back in the day. Like, not that I'm proud of it, but I probably spent a lot of money there, gave them a lot of business. But oh, yeah. old Pendleton, Oregon. Um, where are you from, Caden? So the audience kind of has an idea of like where you grew up 
and and what got you to Pendleton essentially. So where are you from? I'm a so I'm born in Montana, moved to uh, Meridian, Idaho, when I was about one years old, and I've been there ever since, and just been living there. So basically, basically an Idahoan essentially yeah. for the yeah. majority of your life, the vast majority of your life, but born in Montana. Okay, so. Just so everybody knows, before uh, I knew Caden with his hair cut, yeah, you used to have the locks. Now tell us about that. I was like, was that a superstitious thing that you decided, hey, it's a new new era, new me kind of thing? Or what What made you decide to cut the hair off? Um, a little bit, but not really. It was more, I always saw, this might going to sound weird, but my mom would always do my man buns before games. And yeah. I was like, without having her here, I don't know how well the man bun's going to be. I wasn't very good at doing it, so it's kind of like, it's time for a change. And then like going to like new town and stuff, I was like, I feel like I can like redo who I am. And so I kind of shaved it off like the day before I left for college and then just kept it short ever since now. Dude, that's so dope. Hey, no shame in that though. Having uh, your mom help you out with the man bun. Uh -uh. Um, I've had my wife help me out when I used to have longer hair. I don't have the long hair anymore, but I used to have it like a fro. And yeah. She out with my, my man bun and anything else I needed with it. So I get that. So, Caden, talk to us about your journey. It's a, it's a unique one. I want to kind of unbox it a little bit, though, first. So everyone that's hearing this that might not know who you are, they'd be like, oh, he's playing college basketball. Cool. But they don't understand there were steps to get there. There were steps to get there. That was never a guarantee that you were going to be able to play college basketball. And that's why I think this is a special interview. So talk to me about your middle school to high school experience. Like, did you know, like, were you planning on playing high school basketball or anything like that? Like, when you were in the middle school era, like, when did you really start taking basketball seriously? Uh, so middle school, I went to Sawtooth. I think seventh grade year, I made like the B team. And that was, it was cool because I played with some of my buddies and we just kind of had fun and won some games, but it wasn't like the A team, you know, I didn't feel like I was really helping. Um, eighth grade year, I ended up making the A team. I didn't play like hardly at all. I maybe had three, four minutes a game. Didn't play a lot, but uh, remember eighth grade year, so, or yeah eighth grade year is when i started going to t3 after the season i started going to t3 and that's what really was like okay if i really stick with it i can probably play in high school and i'd seen i went to a couple rocky mountain games and seen the the big athletes like uh briggs stratton and all them townsend triple play and i was like i want to be part of that like i want to go play in that big high school atmosphere you know rocky was the top dog during that time um so working out at t3 all summer and stuff and then i get to rocky my freshman year and i didn't i didn't make the sophomore team like all my buddies did i was ended up playing on the freshman team which i was kind of tough for me because i thought i was good enough to be up there and it really kind of took a shot at me to be lower than what i was supposed to be but it also was like okay i worked hard but not hard enough so it was like to get back working in t3 and stuff and i remember that day after finding out the roster i went down to t3 and worked out with my trainer adam for two three hours that day just getting up shots and talking through like what this year was going to be like now that i was on the freshman team and where we were going to go from there and so after freshman year we end up losing to in the freshman championship to eagle and i knew a couple of the eagle guys from playing like club ball back in the year but uh, I was playing for Slam that summer, and we ended up playing EBC or their EBC team at the time that AJ was coaching. Uh -huh. We ended up having a really good game against them, and AJ was like, "I know you're like I 
originally wanted to try and get out to Skyview because Leon was coaching out there and he was T3 guy. So I was like, that'd be cool to go play for Leon. And so I was like, if I could go out there and play, that'd be huge playing for Leon. He's a great coach. He's doing great stuff with that meta team right now. Um, so I tried to go out there. I got denied. And then AJ was like, man, you should come over to Eagle. Like, it'll be a great spot for you. And I was like, okay. So once I got denied, I put in another transfer request to Eagle and got in. So I'm out of Rocky going to Eagle my sophomore year. Know a couple guys, pretty much the new kid at school. Uh, continuing every day, probably two, three hours in the gym at T3, just getting up shots, getting up repetition, working on post moves, working on jump shots, everything. Tryouts come for that, and I make sophomore team again, which not where I wanted to be. I thought I could play JV, maybe, you know, be higher than where I was. But so that was another hard thing for me, not making the team I thought I could make. We end up, we end up having a really good year that year, um, make it to district championship again, and we lose it again to Rocky that year. Oh. And so, yeah, so it was tough to lose another one. Um, so kept working that year. Uh, I think that was the year we created Mustang Basketball Club and started playing under Coach Creech. Yeah. Um, they dropping all my guys here. <laughs> Love Coach Creech. What a uh, great experience playing for him. So we play all summer together with, like, our guys and stuff. Uh, we win a few tournaments, learning lots, and uh, continuing just to work out every day, two to three hours at T3, training with Adam and doing different things. We get to junior year tryout, same thing kind of happens. I make JV, but we have probably the best JV team in the state at that time, or in the at least the West Ada. We won the championships or won the uh, district championship that year. Uh, I played more that year, but not a ton. Like I thought I could have done. I had a few good games where I actually, when I played quite a bit, I was able to score and show what I could do. Didn't play a lot. Um, so that was tough. Junior year, I really started to focus more on uh, like reps that I was getting up in the gym instead of just going in and working out and getting like shots up. I was focusing on like makes and stuff. Uh, focusing on different footwork and being better at what I was in the role to do. Played with Mustang that summer going into senior year. That was, that was a great year for me. I had a really great summer. That's where all my like film that I used to get recruited came from was just playing for Creech and in high in the club ball setting. And then senior year comes make varsity team. We were, I think we went 21 and two or 23 and two, something like that. Lost to Waihee in the district championship. Um, I played pretty good minutes there. I came off the bench, um, didn't average a ton, but I tried to make the most of what I could when I got in the games. And whether that was reba getting rebounds, playing defense, doing what Cody needed me to do, I was trying to do the best of when I got in the game. Um, we ended up losing first round of state and then lost – that next day to Lake city. Um, and so I came out of that had zero offers and I was like, I'm probably done playing basketball. You know, I didn't think there was going to be a chance for me to go on and play after high school. So, so before we keep going on that story, there's a couple of things that I took note of here while you were talking, I would always encourage people get your phones out, take notes. <clears throat> Let me unlock my screen now again. Okay. On the notepad. So freshman, 
on a freshman team, sophomore on the sophomore team, junior on JV. <clears throat> in today's in, in today's uh, basketball, Caden, it's kind of funny. I, I coach club basketball, so I get to see a lot of this. A lot of kids are worried about their like status. It's a status thing. Like, oh, you're a sophomore on the sophomore team. You're a freshman on the freshman team. It's like, dude, um, I have a like I've always shared my story too. I actually had to go to e I hate Eagle High School. I love all the people there, don't get me wrong, but like I had to go there my freshman year in high school. Really? I lived five minutes away from Meridian. I lived 20 minutes away from Eagle. Somehow I was in the Eagle boundaries. I got cut from my well, I made the C team as a freshman at Eagle. I was like, I could not believe it. And so I quit. And I waited till my sophomore year, got back to Meridian my sophomore year because the boundaries changed back then. And then I made sophomore as a sophomore, JV as a junior. And then senior year, I came off the bench at Meridian, but I, you know, I worked my way through and ended up leading the SIC in three point percentage that year. I was a shooter, but it took me a while. And I, I experienced it myself. Oh, you're a sophomore on the sophomore team, junior on the JV team. Yeah. For those people who have experienced that, I would love to pick your brain on that mentality because you said, you know, you, you felt like in some of those things, and even when you were on like JV, sometimes you said, I didn't always get to play as much as I thought I should have been playing. And, but I, you know, th there was times where you did and times you didn't. So even that can even be more of a, it like just digs you deeper into the hole, but mentally, like your mentality, how did you continue to keep going Caden? Because at a, at a young age, that is hard because the status is out there. You got social media, you got your friends, you know, there's freshmen on varsity these days, and that's a pretty common thing across the board. So it's like, there's a lot of pressure there. So can you talk about your mentality and how you went about going through that? Um, just with confidence that eventually if you keep doing the right thing and maybe it, you know, it'll work out. Yeah. Um, so felt like during that process, you know, you're like, like you said, people at school are kind of like, oh, you're sophomore on the sophomore team and stuff. And you kind of like you hear that noise, but like you can't let it bother you, I guess. And for me, it was like, yeah, I am. But like sophomore year was a great year for me. I think I averaged like 10, 12 points a game. So I was playing really well. And I think that was it was good for me to develop that and like get used to being on that sophomore team, even though I felt like I could have been higher um but each year like kind of freshman sophomore jv varsity it was kind of like dang okay so i'm working i'm getting better each year like i didn't get cut you know but it was like i'm not to where i want to be so the motivation um a lot of it was uh my parents they always believed in me and so that was really important to have parents that believed in me and would get me to where i needed to be whether it was workouts or uh practices like they were always making sacrifices for me and making sure i got there and just having them believe in me always gave me like, okay, they believe in me. So I need to believe myself and what I can do. And it was just because you make the sophomore team as a sophomore JV as a junior, it doesn't mean that that's, that's the end for you. You know, you can keep working. You can get brought up during the year. I've seen people do that. Um, you just have to keep working and be the best teammate you can be for you, wherever you're at. If you're playing 20 minutes a game, whole game, wherever you're at, be that best teammate you could be. Um, and just always believe in yourself. Like that's, that was a big thing for me is always believing in myself. Um, Cause no one else is going to believe in you. If you don't, that's like one of the quotes that I've heard that I've always believed or like, I guess, listen to as myself is like, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. And so just always like believe in yourself and work hard. And if you think you can do it, you can do it. You know, you can't, you can't let somebody else tell you what you can do. Dude, that is so awesome. That is so awesome. I am. It's actually super inspiring to hear you talk about this. And uh, we hear the guys like, 
like the coach, coach prime, right? I'm a big Deion Sanders fan. And, and he was quoted this year. He's like, what about me makes you think that I care about your opinion of me? Like he said that. And, and then it yeah. went out around all social media, but like, it's one thing to hear him say it, but then like hearing someone like yourself be able to kind of say something similar, like you can't, that's more inspiring to me. I'm just gonna be honest. I love coach prime shout out coach prime, but like, I actually am more inspired hearing you say that because of just no, knowing what your journey has been. It's, it's pretty insane. Like, and there's a lot of kids that can relate to you a lot, a lot more can relate to your situation than they can relate to somebody else like a coach prime or a Kobe Bryant or a Michael Jordan. That's just the reality. Like, and then that's, what's cool to hear it. Also, I touched, I, I wrote here, your coaches, you, you name dropped, you know, coach Adam, um, Adam, I, I got to give a shout out to Adam. I love that guy. I didn't know him very well, but I knew I, I coached a player. His name's Dante Salinas and Dante also trained with Adam for a while. And yeah. there's been nothing but positive things stated about Adam. So shout out to Adam Bowles. Um, I actually got to room with Adam when we were at a, a, he was, he came and filled in for a club basketball tournament this last spring in Arizona. And I, I was roommates with him and he and I just got to chat for two days. Like it was really cool getting to know him more like on a personal level. And, I give him a massive shout out, you know, coach Leon doing amazing things uh, over with meta, obviously like nationally ranked girls squads and the guys program is, is, is rising. Um, he's doing a great job there. AJ, my boy from EBC, shout out to AJ coach Creech, uh, you know, Matt, he, he, uh, Matt and I go way back. He was a sophomore when I was a senior. And so I've had him on the show about four or five years ago when he was still coaching at Meridian at the time. And, Dude, I, it's weird to to hear all these names. And then Cody, obviously, Cody was on my show talking about his football journey, but that was right when he got hired to be the men's coach over at Eagle. It's just crazy that you've had these connections. So I wanted to shout out those coaches because I love that you, you've you even given credit to them just by telling the story, kind of the touch points of your career and different coaching points and people who have been there with you. So one thing I wanted to ask, so before we even get to the next steps, you said you lost at Eagle last game. I think that was Rigby, wasn't it? State tournament, you guys lost? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, lost yeah Tyler, TP almost hit a three at the end, had a good look at it. Unfortunately, yeah. it, but you guys made a comeback. and it. So here's the, the um, question here, though. Every year you went back to go training, and you're like you were always training, always training, always training, and you mentioned club basketball. Do you feel like club basketball, like what's, your, let me just ask you this. What's your opinions on club basketball and how it helps your development as an athlete? Um, so definitely, I definitely think club basketball over high school basketball for me, at least um, club definitely gives you that more, more freedom to kind of show what you can do and not be in that system or whatever system your high school runs, or you might be at a good high school where you get kind of overlooked, I guess, by, couple other players and so i think club really gives you a chance to like stand out more and show what you can do and have more freedom and get to do what you can do i guess like for me playing club for creech creech definitely kind of like gave me the car keys and was like drive it but i'm gonna like guide the team you know make sure you're in the right spot and so and like um cody definitely same way but for me it wasn't the keys weren't in my hands for that it was more like the gauge and donovan Tristan, people like them, they had the keys more. And then it was like, kind of, I was where I could be for that, um, like filling in. And so I definitely think club ball gave me a better chance to show the player that I really am over the player that I was in a system. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good to hear. And I want others to take note of that. I know everyone has a different experience in club versus, but a lot of the times high school, it is what it is. I mean, you might 
be in a situation where there's other players of your exact position that are just in, they, they might just be better and they're in the rotation more. And so what, what I've seen with club is at least as a coach is a lot of these kids who might not get a ton of minutes in the high school level, this might be an opportunity for them to get those minutes. I've talked to so many people, Caden, like there's other players across the Valley who at their high school, barely see the floor. And I'll tell people, I'm like, no, dude, that dude torched us for 25 plus in a club game. They're like, what? Like, no, no, no. You let him play. The kid can hoop. Like if you let him play, but just sometimes depending on the situation of, of each school, it's, it's different. So I'm a big proponent of club. So long as the club runs it properly, um, which, yeah, I mean, that's all debatable and subjective to whose opinion you're talking to. But I do think club basketball can be very, very helpful. And it's cool to see how it impacted your career. Because I just I remember you said, like, in before you were mentioning, you got a lot of, uh, like, video footage. Like, you got your film and you, you got your recruitment out of, of that side of things. So after high school, you didn't have any offers. And you said, hey, that might be the end of it for me. You know, you guys lose out in the state tournament, unfortunately. But it's still cool that you guys made it there. It was actually a solid year for you guys. Your senior year was a fun year to watch you guys play. Um, only one team wins it. You know what I mean? So that's just the reality. The majority of teams don't win, and that's just how it is. So you guys go out. When did you – like, what What did you do next that that you didn't have any offers, but obviously now you're playing college basketball. So what did you do next, Caden, to, after you lost? Yeah. So biggest thing for me was definitely T3. Um, I ended up probably being there every day that summer, just getting shots up, getting reps up, training, working with other people um, that had played college ball and talking with them. Um, Joel was a big, big help for me, um, helping me find schools and like showing me where to look like he like I didn't really know any any colleges when I was like looking, you know, I was like, I know I got an email. I knew about TVCC, but that's 40 minutes from home. And that's really the only reason I knew that. Um, and so he started showing me different colleges. He showed me Blue Mountain. He showed me Big Bend. He showed me Spokane, different things like that. So I started sending emails. I was trying to do like two to three a day during the summer and just send in a ton of emails. And then I started, I was like, I got to find somewhere to play right now. And Mustang, I couldn't play for Mustang club anymore because they were just doing the high school guys. So I ended up going and playing with the Idaho Stags for a tournament um was working out with them pretty well getting good minutes playing well there I remember the only tournament we played in we ended up winning and then after that game I had an email from the coach over at Big Bend and he was like I like your film I'd like to see what you have I have a walk-on spot and a red shirt spot I'd like you to come do a workout for me and I'll see what I can offer you and so I was like okay and so I kind of talked with Adam and he was like we need to start focusing on training, getting shots up rather than playing in the crash the board tournaments each weekend. And I was like, hundred percent, like, I feel like that's going to be more important for me and help me develop. Um, I also started working out with Jordan who was at T3 at the time. Now he kind of does his own stuff. He's a big guy with rock Harbor too. Um, and he helped me a ton losing weight. I ended high school at, 220 225 right around there like had put on a bunch of weight senior year and wasn't good for me i was slow couldn't jump really so he helped me cut weight that summer i ended up getting down to about 180 that summer so wow hold pounds. on <laughs> what like you dropped that much what what was that you can't just overlook that because i was going to tell you dude like every time i've seen you in person and obviously now like i've seen the the, the photos your parents had posted and stuff i mean you have leaned out a lot like you you've 
you've grown into your body in the sense of athleticism, but you've also like leaned out. Okay. What did you do to lose weight though? People are like, I would love to know how to lose 40 plus. Like, come on now. Like what's, what did you do besides just running around and play ball? Yeah. Ton of running. Um, ton of running. Adam was really good helping me with that too. We'd go out and run like camels back like two, three times a week. And he would really push me to like run the whole time. No slowing down. Um, I watched what I ate a lot. Like I'm a, I'm a big snacker still am. I like my gummy candies. So I was eating a ton of that. And during the uh, season, like on game days, we'd have our team lunches and I'd eat a bunch of food there. Then I'd have like a dinner before the game. And then I'd have a dinner after the game. So I was eating just a ton of food, put on a ton of weight. And then Jordan was helping me with my diet and showing me what to eat and showing like what foods I should be eating versus what should foods I shouldn't. And he made it so it wasn't like, oh, I hate it because I can't have any candy or anything. Like I only have to eat like vegetables. It wasn't anything like that. It was more making sure I'm on the right path, but still having a few meals that I enjoy. And so I did that. And then I also started taking up weight training too. That was when I really started lifting weights. And I think um, definitely if I would have started lifting weights sooner, it would have been better for me. But um, weight, the weight room is huge and getting in that helped me a ton, lose weight and lean out the right way. And then just, just like focusing on the basketball aspect and working out a ton and making sure what I was doing was in the right for what, or the, like the right goal for what I wanted, like was going the right way, not the wrong way. And so just working out, eating right. And, uh, just focusing on what I was doing really helped me. That's, that's awesome, man. I, I just had to take a second there because I don't think kids realize like there's an, I'm sure you're going to touch base on that, but that there's probably a reason they wanted you like, you know, Joel and Jordan, all these guys like that. They, they all knew what it's going to take. Like Adam knows what it's going to take to like play at the next level, even at the junior college level. Like people, they, I think sometimes Caden people like look down upon that. I'm like, no, no, no. There's athletes at the junior college level. You've got to be in the right shape for that. You're not just going to walk over there and just like, just start bullying people. If you've never lifted weights or got yourself in basketball shape, you kidding me. There's athletes all across the board. So that's why I wanted to touch base on that. It's going to take discipline and sacrifice. And you did that. That's what's cool about it. It's like, yeah, trainers were there to hold you accountable, but ultimately you had to make that happen. And I want people to understand that like the kids that are listening to this, you are the example of someone who actually took action. You took action, dude. Like that's something that it's missing these days. Kids going to hear all they want to hear and, it stays right here, but they don't take any action on it. And I think that's huge, especially from the physical side of things. Okay. Yeah. So big Ben, they, they wanted you to come do a workout for him. You were working hard, trying to get yourself in shape. Uh, you lost the weight. You were, you're doing your thing. So what happens next? Yeah. So I go there, have a good workout with the team. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't hear back from the coach for like two, three weeks. And I was kind of like, Oh crap. Like, did I blow my only chance of like anywhere? Like I was kind of like, it was either there or I was probably done playing basketball. You know, I hadn't found anywhere else. And so he ended up texting me and he's like, we'll offer you a red shirt spot. And so I was like, okay, red shirt, like maybe I can go prove myself and get pulled out of that red shirt spot and end up playing. You know, I thought, I thought it was like, he seen me a while ago, but I continued to work all summer and we didn't end up like we left late to go to school and stuff. So I was like, okay, I've had a ton of time to work. Like I'm feeling ready. I grew into my body more, been using the weight room a ton. And I get there and stuff, and we're doing like our preseason conditioning and stuff. And that was that was definitely it's it's a different level of conditioning from your high school to college for sure. Um, like we're running every day, we were out 
outside running. It wasn't just like suicides. Like we were running the stairs in the gym for 30 minutes straight. There was days where it was like, man, I can't believe this is, this is what basketball is coming to. I feel like I'm more of a, a track star, you know, than actually playing basketball. And so schools or playing there went, was going well in the practices and stuff. I was feeling good. I was, I didn't know what the red shirt role was necessarily going to be for me. And so I was, I was surprised when I was kind of playing as much as I was and we were scrimmaging and stuff. And then we get to like our first scrimmage versus another team. And I talked to the coach and I was like, do like, cause he hadn't really told me what I was doing. I was like, do I get a come? Do I get a uniform? Like what's going on? And he told me basically the red shirts, if we have spots on the bus, we'll be able to come. If not, you're staying here and stuff. And so for me, that was a little tough to hear because I thought I'd been playing really well and stuff. And I thought there was that chance that I could be pulled out of the red shirt. And so I, I remember I was walking home from practice that night and I called my mom and I was, I was really upset because I, like I said, I definitely thought I had that chance to get pulled out and I had set my heart on it, you know? And so I was like, dang, I didn't, I didn't get where I was again, you know, that another feeling of not being where I thought I could be. Um, but I think that's, that's what really lit the fire in me for that season was like, I wanted to prove that he made a mistake and that I should have been on that floor helping the team. And so every practice, like I went out there and I was giving it my all, you know, we had dudes that were showing up that weren't ready to play and like, didn't want to be there and stuff. And I think for me, that gave me a little bit of an advantage and to see kind of what went on and stuff. And so that year for me, our team ended up going two and 18, two and 20 horrible year for us. Didn't win a lot of games. Um, probably the best decision I made or like the best thing that happened for me was to stay in that red shirt spot because I didn't use that year of eligibility and I still have four more now. Um, and so I think that was like a blessing in disguise, you know, like I didn't really see it at the time, you know, I was angry, I was upset, but now it's like, I'm so glad that I was able to be a red shirt because I think it definitely helped me for this next year at Big Bend or Blue Mountain. Um, definitely helped me because I was able to see what like the practices were like, what it took. And I was getting those game reps in practice. And so that was huge for me. Um, after that year, our coach gets fired and, uh, and we're released, right? So we had, we could go where we wanted. We could come back if the coach wanted us. So wasn't really sure what to do. Um, our, so I had emailed Blue Mountain about coming here because our last game was against Blue Mountain and I ended up, was able to go to that game as a red shirt. And I seen like the environment that they had and stuff. And I was like, wow, this seems a lot better place to be. And so I emailed them about possibly coming over and like working out or doing whatever they wanted to. And they had a, they had a little players camp that they did. And I was able to make it back to that. Um, had a great showing, shot the ball well, was getting to the rim a ton, rebounding, showing what I could do. Um, and so after he kept four players after and brought us into the office and talked to us one-on-one -on -one, and he was like, I really like your game, your body. He's like, you have a college like athlete body. He's like, you know how to use it, but right now we're still kind of debating what we're going to do with our roster. So right now, like we don't have anything for you. And so I was kind of like, crap, like what, what am I going to do? Like, I just felt like I played great. Um, didn't know what I was going to do. And so that was on like a Saturday that Monday, he ended up texting me and offered me a walk-on spot. And 
I didn't have anywhere else to play and I wanted to play there. I felt the connection with the coaches and the returners that were going to be there. I liked. And so I was like, I'll take it. Um, I committed there. Um, and then they hired a new coach at big Ben, and he called me and was like, I watched some of the film that you had sent like before. And like, I think you're good, but I want to walk on spot for you too here. But I just didn't get that same feeling that I got from Coach Baxter at Blue Mountain. And so I turned him down. I was already committed, though, too. So I turned him down. And then it was getting ready to be at that level and play. Because I talked to Coach. I was like, does walk on mean I'm going to play? And he's like, I'm going to play the people that work hard and earn it. And I was like, okay. So I'm going to have a shot at least this year for sure. And so got back home and instantly got right back to work with Adam conditioning a ton. Um, I started breaking down like film more of like NBA players and like watching what to do and stuff and different college players as well. Um, just seeing like where the game is at and started watching film. Um, it was huge too, for me was um, just getting in shape before I got back here. Um, Cause last year, the year before big Ben, our practices were good, but they're, they were nothing compared to what I've been going through this year, for sure. Like this was even another level, um, for me, for sure. We, uh, we came to blue in the summer for a little like summer practice to kind of fill things out. And we had a couple guys that ended up dropping from the team. I think we had 17 that time and we're down to 12 now. So ton of dudes like dropped and stuff, lost guys. Um, but during the summer, I was like, okay, like I got to meet some of the guys and see who I was going to be like competing with in practice, you know? And I was like, okay, I think I can definitely, definitely uh, make a, make a splash here. I think I can play. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we left from that and continued. I continued just shots every day, repetition, repetition, lifting weights, got ready for the season, running a ton. Um, and then we come back for preseason I guess conditioning and stuff and every day was just harder than the last our coach used a quote was the only easy day was yesterday and it really was feeling like that as each day was just harder than the last we uh we ran a ton each day different things like we were running through town and there's a big there's a couple big hills in Pendleton that we were running and soccer field each day and I'd never really been on a soccer field until then. And you really realize how big the soccer field is once you're running it every day. And so we just conditioned a ton and then we started having practices and we were playing like fives for a little bit would lift before. And I, I was always, my parents always taught me to be early being early is better than late. So I was always that first guy in the gym and like last guy to leave. And so I was showing up 30 minutes to our lifts, getting in more lifting than other people were. And then, we were up on the floor playing and then I'd be last to leave because I'm getting shots up after practice. And that was definitely huge for me for our coach to see that because he was seeing me come in every day and work my butt off and like be the last guy to leave first guy in the gym. And he came down one day before during once we had actually started practicing and I was only doing the weight room. He came down and he was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm going to put you on scholarship now. Uh, I just like the way that you're working. He's like, you've proved us that you're ready. And so that was a really great feeling for me, especially because like, I'd always, that's always the goal when you get there is to have that scholarship, you know, and be on the part of the team with that scholarship and 
helping out my parents, especially when they through high school and even up to now have done everything for me to be able to give back to them in a way so they don't have to help pay for my college was huge for me and just know that like I'm helping a ton with them has was like a really good feeling and so continue to work really hard and we have our first scrimmage versus Whitman and I was the sixth man at that time coming first guy off the bench had really good minutes um had an all right game against Whitman um we didn't keep like stats or anything or any points it was just a close scrimmage but it was good for me to see that and then we had a tournament over in uh, or Portland, and same thing was kind of like the six man, but I was playing more minutes for sure, had two better games. Then we're playing in a tournament or a two-game scrimmage in Spokane, and that I'm in the starting lineup now. So I start against – our first game was against Providence JV. I started that game and had – I think I had 17 and 8 starting – so really good game for me for starting. And then next game, same thing started against Spokane, which they're going to be a good team this year. will definitely give us a good run. We end up losing that game by like 10, but I had another good game. I think I had 14, six, and then I had four charges too taken. Oh, um, okay. And those were all in the first quarter too, or first half. So that was, that was cool for me kind of showing my coach the, like the hustle and the sacrifice because like I've always been taught that like, whenever you're on the floor, you make the most of your minutes and you're going to hustle and sacrifice your body for the team. And so that's what I, I try and be the best at is diving on the floor for loose balls, sacrificing my body, getting hit by a charge, whatever, whatever I can do to create energy for the team is what I want to do. Um, and so we have those two games. Then we had two more in Portland again, Lost both of those, but still starting lineup, had two all right games. And then this last weekend, we just had another tournament. Um, same thing, starting lineup. The first game, I had 20 and six um, against a really good court, or, uh, Lynn Benton team. And then next game, uh, we ended up losing that court, or Lynn Benton game. Uh, next game, we come out and we won pretty good but I ended up having 25 and 14 and so, or 25 and 14. So the last weekend I averaged 22.5 and 10 rebounds over that week. So that was really good to uh, like feel and feel like I'm really starting to make a, make an impact for the team and doing what I can do out there with them. Dude, all of this is so cool for me to hear. Um, there's some decisions you had to make some big, big boy decisions. You know what I mean? Like deciding on whether or not, you know, you had an offer from both a walk on offer from both. You felt it out. You kind of went with your gut and you knew what you really wanted as far as the vibe is concerned. Obviously seems like it was the right decision for you. Kept putting the work in. There's a couple things I took away from there. Um, you know, be early. I've always told people that uh, if you're one of those players that like shows up right as the game starting or right. as And I have a couple of those, like, you can be as talented as they come, but, you know, coaches talk. I've learned that as well. So, like, if you're a player that shows up right before practice starts, like, and you're tying your shoes right before you, you're not warming up at all, or it's right as the game's starting, if you're on a club team and you're showing up right as the tip-off's about to happen, you don't even warm up. Yeah, guess what? Coaches do talk. I don't care if you're putting up 25 a game. Yeah. Coaches talk, and then that's going to know. So yeah. that's going to be known. But you <clears throat> show them. Get there early. Put the time in. I also wanted to take note here as I was listening to you, Caden. Off-season conditioning, man. You were 
because even imagine if you hadn't been putting in the work in the off season to try to be in condition, then you come into that and you're running hills and stuff. I'm trying to edit this so I don't say any curse words, but if like you're out there running those friggin' hills and you're running through town, you're running the soccer field, you're doing all that, you're lifting weights. That's a hard thing to adjust to if you're not already at least in semi good shape. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, dude, that's br- that actually makes me want to throw up. I remember, like, I, I don't think people and this is where I want these kids to understand like weight room running. It's all part of the game, dude. And I don't care if you're like the best player ever, you're still going to have to do that with the rest of the team. When we were, my buddy was getting ready right after high school to go play at Columbia basin. And that is what's the funny Caden is back then. That was before I ever would like run long distance or anything. I hated running back then. And I remember they said, okay, when the season starts, like one of our off season drills was you had to run a mile and a half in 10 minutes. And it was like, you know, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Until we started running that. And I didn't realize like, oh, you actually do have to kind of push yourself to do that. Like that's for people who don't run like, you know, long distance running or anything. That's actually kind of hard to run a mile and a half in 10 minutes. And then there was like a lifting phase too and everything. So I was doing the training with him because I wasn't sure if I was going to go play or not. And dude, it was just, it was brutal. Just the off season workouts they sent to us. I was like, dude, so I just, I wanted to take note of that. I want people to understand there's work that's involved here. Uh, but there's also the other piece that I took note of is you took advantage of the opportunities that were given to you. Okay. So you made the most out of every opportunity that was given to you. You got to the school. Okay, cool. You put the work in in the off season, you came to school, you start putting the work in the weight room, working the, you know, working on the, on the game itself, doing all the things that you just said there. And then in the games, taking charges, you took advantage of the minutes that you were playing every single time you were on the floor. Okay. That's taking advantage of opportunities. I think there's too many times where kids don't do that. When an opportunity is given to you, you've got to take advantage of it and, and execute. And that comes through preparation. You have the confidence to do that. Now, what I want to ask you is talk to me about your confidence level. You're averaging 22 plus in the last two games. You're doing your thing. You're becoming a focal point uh, on the basketball court. You flash back to freshman year. You're a freshman on the freshman team, sophomore on the sophomore team, junior on the JV team. You weren't necessarily a focal point in any of those. Now you're playing college basketball and you're starting to become more of a a focal point offensively or becoming someone that they can count on to score the basketball. Do you feel like confidence has a lot to do with that? And how did you build to this point? Like as far as your confidence level? Definitely. I think confidence is a hundred percent like key to what you want to have. Like you got to, like I was saying earlier, you got to believe in yourself and that starts with confidence. Like you got to have that confidence in yourself to be able to get where you were. Um, confidence for me definitely comes from, like the reps that I've got up, knowing what I've done to prepare to get there will help me. Um, I've talked a lot about this with the, my guys at T3 and stuff, and they've helped me a lot. But just getting those those reps up and like knowing how far I've came and to see where I'm at now is like that's the confidence, you know, like you've do, I've done it. I'm here now. But now it's like um, believe keep believing in myself and keep knowing that if I keep working, I'm going to be able to do what I can do out there and help as much as I can. Um, definitely when uh, you're seeing your shot going, you're going to have high confidence, right? But it's also like, okay, I missed a couple. My confidence starts getting low. But as like an athlete, you can't you can't do that. Like it's always next shot for me. is, And it's, um, I missed one, I'm making the next one. And oh, 
I had a bad play on this one, but I'm going to make up or I turned it over, but I'm going to make up for it by getting back on defense and stuff like that. Just, just knowing that um, you're in control of what you can control, right? You can control your energy. You can control your hustle and all that, um, how much work you're putting in. So it's all, it's all stems back. Honestly, for me is the work that I put in. I know, I know that I prepared and I know that I'm ready for what is going to happen. I've been in situations, you know, now I know that I'm, I have the tools to do what I need to do to be there. Man, this, that, ah, this is great. The, um, the preparation you've mentioned repetitions over and over and over again, Caden, when you would go in and do your shooting workouts and any kind of workout, when you say reps, how, and when you say I'm getting shots up, how many shots were you getting up? How many makes were you making on average per day? So that kids understand that because I'm a shooting guy. I've always been a shooting guy. I like to shoot the ball. That's what I've always been really good at. I'm n- I've never been the most athletic. I could play defense. And I could shoot the ball because I'm tough, but that's it. Like I'm not going to fly over your head and sl- slam it down. I'm not going to cross you over and just break you down, but I can shoot. No one's going to guard me. I don't care if your hand's right in my face. I'm going to shoot over you every time. But I try to tell kids, I'm like, dude, how many shots are you getting up? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Like probably get like 50 after practice sometimes. I'm like, sometimes like. Literally four or 500 shots a day was what, you know, you got like, at least when I was going that you had to kind of get repped and people don't understand that that was kind of the norm, at least like 200, like I'm like 200 threes or 200 jumpers or 200, like get at least 200 on top of your practice. I don't know, but I want to know from your perspective, maybe it's different than mine. What does that mean when you say you were getting reps and shots and stuff? What does that mean to you? What, what, what was, what were the numbers like? For me, um, definitely during the summer, it was a lot easier um, to get in because I could get in in the mornings instead of like having school and stuff. So during the summer, I was probably getting between 400 to 600 makes a day. Just Makes, um, makes right? Makes. Makes. Um, just getting shots up when I, when I was able to get into T3 and stuff. And it was, it was focusing on different areas. It wasn't just um, – three pointers. It wasn't just mid ranges. It was different things that I was going to do in a game. It was coming off a curl, getting 25 makes going right, 25 makes going left. And then it was, now I'm going to do that from the baseline. And now I'm going to do it over here and getting different makes until I felt like I'd done that rep a ton and I was feeling good with it. And then it was like, okay, now I'm going to do one dribble pull-ups going right, one dribble pull-up going left. Then I'm going to move to the corner and just going everywhere, doing the same move but getting it repped from different angles on the court. So come game time, I'm ready for it. And I've practiced this move from everywhere now and I know where, how to shoot it. And then it was um, after I get all my mid ranges and different mid range stuff going, then it was, I'd move out to three and it would be catch and shoot. And I'd get to warm up. I'd get like 10, 15 makes around the arc at five, 10 spots. And then it was, um, catch, shoot, pump, fake, sidestep shot going right, going left, just getting up, different repetitions of makes going different ways to prepare myself for in-game situations. Dude, thank you for sharing that. I, I'm, I'm super glad because I want these kids who are listening to this, I'll probably actually take that as a social media clip most likely. There's a couple of golden nuggets already from here, but I want kids to understand that's what it's going to take. Like you're not just, you're not just going to become this scoring threat with confidence to shoot the ball if you're not consistently doing that it's just the reality of the situation i mean it's just people that think that you're just oh but you're not going to get 500 shots in a game i probably take like three or four in a game maybe it might well yeah but you need to be comfortable with it because you can tell a difference when someone's confident with the ball in their hand there's a big difference defensively teams have to shift over a little bit quicker and it shifts things up a little bit they can tell 
when you're confident with the ball in your hand and your own coach can tell. So yeah. like people aren't, so they'll swing you the ball faster if they know that you're going to be, you're confident with the ball in your hand. So there's so much that goes into that. And a lot of that comes with repetition. That is beautiful. Now, Caden, okay, I want to ask the, the question here, what's the biggest transition from high school basketball and just high school in general, you played on a, a high level team in high school, obviously made it to the state basketball tournament. You guys competed at a very high level, but the biggest transition from that to, to college, like whether it's academics, is it, is it the actual physicality of sports? Is it time management? What's the biggest transition for you going from high school into the college world? Um, it's kind of all those, honestly. Um, the guys here in college are definitely bigger, stronger, faster than you're going to see in high school. Um, the pace is so much quicker too. And that was a big thing for me too. When I was red shirt and was getting that pace quicker and getting the ball and go, I mean, at Eagle, we played with great pace. Like we were always going, but there's, there's that next level to it. Like it, it gets so much faster. And then eventually once you get used to it, and this has been huge for me, especially this year is it's, it's already kind of slowed down a little bit now. It's still fast, but for me, it feels slower now. And I'm able to like make decisions calmer and stuff. I'm not sped up by the game. And I think that's that's definitely helped me as being a quote unquote freshman this year has definitely helped me having already kind of played with that pace and stuff, knowing how to play with it. Um, another thing, definitely that free time. Like for me, I have, I took one class that was in person this year, other classes are online. So I was going to class one day a week for an hour. And then it's like, I have all this extra time to do stuff. And so it's getting the schoolwork done, but then still having time to go get shots up, go lift weights and having that time to still get in the gym is huge for me because um, like in high school, I was getting up reps like after school when I could. And now it's like, I have free time today, like anytime during the day to go get shots up on the days when I was having class, I would go before class and get like form shots in for about an hour and then go to class. And then I'd come back in and then I'd hop on the gun and get 300, 400 makes up. And then I'd come home, eat lunch, um, do the homework that I needed to do and then go to practice and lift. And so you have a lot more time in high school or I mean college now um, to just kind of do what you want. And so it's like making sure you're doing the right thing with what you're doing. Thank you for saying that too. That's prioritizing your time. I think that's huge. When I first went to, to college, dude, I was 17 as a freshman when I was at Boise State. I ended up not playing basketball. I ended up going to Boise State and boxing. But I uh, I was there and I was like, dude, I didn't realize. I thought it was going to be so much more. I mean, it is more workload once you start getting into like harder classes. But as far as like free time, I was just like, what in the world? Like I got a class. I got two classes on Monday and Wednesday and then maybe Friday I got a lab. And then I have a class on Tuesday, Thursday, or I just have classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like I was like, I was thrown off like how much more time I had throughout each day. And I will be honest, I probably didn't utilize my time the best. And I think that what you just said right there is huge prioritizing your time, understanding how to utilize it, you know, staying out of trouble. Don't use it all for bad. Obviously go have a good time, hang out with your friends, do your thing. But yeah, if you're an athlete, especially like make sure you're prioritizing it and, and staying out of trouble and, and trying to use some of it to get better. So um, all right, Caden. So at this point in your life, I mean, freshman, okay. You're, you're redshirt freshman, but you're a freshman at, uh, Blue Mountain Community College, Pendleton, Oregon. What's the biggest life lesson that basketball has taught you thus far? I'm sure there's more lessons to come, but what's the biggest life lesson that basketball has taught you? For me, honestly, it's, it's going along with that line where like, whatever you set your mind to, you can do it. And so 
whether that's going out and being a great friend to somebody or you're working at it, getting a job. Like if you think you can do it, um, you can do it. You just have to put that work in, have to go for it. And for me, that was like getting in the weight room, getting up shots, doing what I had to do for to get to where I want to be for basketball. But like if you if you set your mind on something, you can do it. You have to go out and get it. You can't let other people like point a finger and tell you like what you can do and what you can't do. Like you have to totally like reinvent yourself and like know that you can do it. For me, like I was I was told by people that I wouldn't play in college, you know, and I wouldn't be good enough and I'm too slow and stuff like that. And I mean, I'm here now playing, but still like I look at like what people said about me and use that as motivation too. Because like I like hearing like people being like negative to me, you know, it's like kind of like fuels my fire, makes me play better. Um, but definitely like, I think it's important to believe in yourself and go get what you think you can get. I think we all can take that. Uh, even us that are in businesses and stuff like that later on in our lives, this is a good inspiring message for us to remember that, like go take what's yours, but you got to believe in yourself first to do it. Um, the last question I got for you is in regards to mentors. You've mentioned a lot of coaches. You've even mentioned your parents. Um, who's the, who, who's the biggest mentor in your life and what's the lesson, the biggest lesson they've taught you in regards to whatever it may be, whether that's basketball or if that's anything life related. Yeah, this one's tough for me because men like mentor and motivation kind of for me are kind of similar. Um, I kind of have two. Is that okay if I go off? Two yeah, right yeah dude, for sure. So for me, like my, the biggest thing in my life that has always motivated me was definitely my younger brother. Um, when he was three months old, he was diagnosed with cancer. And so he's always been a huge fighter and he was told he'd never walk. And here he is playing golf over at Hawaii on the varsity team. Um, like he, he's a fighter. He's my biggest inspiration every day. Um, back in the day, I used to write on my wrist every, before every game for con, his name's Connor. We call him con for short. So it's for con play for con, you know, cause there was never a chance that I was like, or there was a chance that Connor would never play sports and stuff. So it was always like play for Connor, like this is for him. And so that was always big for me. And then I ended up getting like the Nike ID shoes and I put for con on those. And then for my 17th birthday, my mom let me get it tattooed on my wrist. Oh, let me figure this out. So I have it tattooed right there for con. And so it's like always a daily reminder for me, like do it for con and stuff. And he's, He's always been my biggest motivation about like not letting people tell you stuff and like telling he would never play sports, would never be able to walk. And here he is doing all of it, doing great. Um, so he's always been my biggest motivation in life. Dude, and then that's so for, sick. Go ahead. Go ahead. For mentors, um, me and Adam have always had a saying about being true to yourself. And so that's that's always been like for him, he taught me to be true. And Meaning like know what you can do and do it and just not letting other people, I guess, get in your way. Like being true. Like if, so, if I think I can do it, same thing going back. Like if I think I can do it, I can do it. I have to be true to myself though and know like my expectations. Like I knew I wasn't going to go play no D1 basketball or anything. And that was me being true. You know, sometimes you have to have those like hard conversations with yourself, but that's part of like being true is like knowing that like, I wasn't going to go do all that, but I knew there was a chance that I could go play somewhere, you know? And I, after I play here at Juco, there's, you never know where it's going to go, but I'm going to put in the work to see where I can go. 
and be true to myself with that. Dude, I appreciate you sharing both of those things. That's, that is cool. And that's what I hope people take note of is, uh, the mentorship and the inspiration from others. You never know who you're going to bless and who you're going to inspire. And so that's why I like to ask that question. I'm glad you shared that Caden. So I'm just going to say, man, we're going to be rooting for you. Where can we follow your story? Do you, do you, uh, want people following you on social media? Cause I know your social media handle is, but I don't know if that's something you want out publicly. If, if there's something that we can do to like follow you though, let no. us know. Uh, definitely probably just my Instagram. I mean, that's where I'm going to be like posting stuff. And then, um, that will be it. Like I'll probably repost like game stats and stuff if we have them posted. So definitely would say just my Instagram. Okay. I'm going to tell this to all the coaches out there. I mean, obviously focus on what you're doing right now, but everybody that wants to follow, I'm going to put your, your link of your Instagram here in the description of the show. And, uh, we look forward to seeing the rest of your journey, but Caden, I just appreciate you, man. I'll let you go so you can get ready for practice and do the rest of the stuff you got to do. And, uh, man, we'll stay in touch, but I just appreciate you joining the show, man. Sounds good. No, thank you so much for having me. It was awesome to be a part of the show. Absolutely, brother. For those listening, make sure to hit the subscribe button because we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.